Hello and welcome to the Before I Knew You podcast. We are McKenna and Ty. And thank you for joining us. This is a podcast about miscarriage, pregnancy loss, life, and family. So what do you say, Ty? Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Before I Knew You podcast. Today, I have one of my absolute most favorite people on with me. That is my mom, Allison. Hello. Hi, Allison. <laughs> Hi, McKenna. So, Don't call me Allison. I was just going to say, during this episode, I will be referring to her as mom and not Allison. Hey, so Allison to you. Follow along. <laughs> if you hear me say mom, I am referring to Allison. Okay, Allison. First of all, mom. <laughs> <laughs> mom, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, mold and crunchy. Not really. Well, I did celebrate my 50th birthday this year. That's old and crunchy. That's halfway to 100. I know. Halfway to death or something. Mm -hmm, Something like that. Your dad tells me. Yeah. So, a little bit about me. We have four kids. Um, One of my favorite jobs in the whole wide world was getting, is getting to be a mama. Um, And then... I got to be a granny, as my oldest granddaughter calls me. <clears throat> That's been super fun, super amazing. I am also a preschool teacher, um, three and four-year-olds. <clears throat> and yeah, it's, those those are the things, and a wife, and those are the things I was created to be. So one of your four kids is not biological. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yep. I used to I used to refer to him as we adopted a little boy from Congo, but he's actually not so little anymore. He's 17 and he towers over me. <clears throat> he is a delight. <laughs> he is um a long-awaited precious gift to us. Um we uh yeah, we got to adopt him. Um, what are we going on, McKenna? Eight years that he's been home? Yes, eight, nine, something like that. (laughs) Start to lose count after a while. Um, yep, he's 17. Um, he has more talent in his (laughs) pinky finger than all three of us combined in this room. (laughs) In our whole being. Sorry, Ty. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he is an amazing, incredible gift to our family. And, um, yeah, what else? Um, Can you tell us a little bit about how we met Danny? So we met Danny through this program called Summer of Hope. Um, Years ago, um, one of my cousins up in Montana adopted five babies from Guatemala. And that set our trajectory to meeting meeting Danny. Um, It was through that, um, those interactions and uh, stuff with Brenda and her family that um, yeah, we, we got just really laid adoption pretty heavy on my heart. And, um, yeah, it, uh, it was a long, it was a long and, and pretty painful road. But, um, so he, yeah, he came to us through a program called Summer of Hope, which is a program geared to, um, get older kids adopted. Everybody's, everybody wants to go after the babies, <clears throat> Um, Some of these older kids, unfortunately, um, age out of 
um, adoption care and the orphanages and stuff. So um, that's how that program was was started. So we met him. He came and he lived with us for a month um, in 2013. And he, yeah, he stayed, he stayed an entire month. We fell in love with him. The minute I laid eyes on him as he came off the plane, we knew he was our boy. (laughs) And, um, then yeah, we, um, yeah, he lived with us for a month and then we sent him back in August of 2013. And in September of 2013, the Congolese, uh, government suspended all international adoptions and, there we sat stuck for three years, almost three years. So yeah, we fought like hell to get him home and <laughs> um, yeah, did what we did what we had to do. And the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> um, during, during that month of having <clears throat> Danny home, um, we weren't able to say that we were going to adopt him. We weren't. But we did. <laughs> we, we weren't supposed to. We technically were not supposed to have those conversations with um, the kids that the families were hosting, just because you didn't want to like get their hopes up about something. Yeah. And then you not be able to follow through, or something yeah. happen on our end, or even their end, that that kid couldn't come home. Yeah. Um, we were strictly told they will not call you mom and dad. You're not brother and sister. Yeah. Um, but Danny actually came home or came to America calling you and dad, mama and papa. Yep. Um, and you said, I'm not fixing that. I'm not changing that. Well, and it's actually kind of a funny story. I don't know if you remember this McKenna, but I said, um, that, um, I don't remember who I was telling, but I was like, you guys, I think it was, I think it was your dad. I was like, you guys. He's called dad. He's called, he's calling me, he's calling me mama. He knows, he knows, he knows I'm his mama. And, you know, we just, we just, I think we probably, you know, shed some tears over that or whatever. And then I don't remember who let me in on it. Maybe it was. I think it was the interpreter. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yep. Yep. Probably so. Probably so. Well, come to find out. Um, all of the kids call their caretakers that are females. (laughs) Mama. (laughs) (laughs) And. Um, I'm believing, um, some of the men in their lives and stuff to Papa or whatever, but I just felt like, oh my gosh, he knows, he knows this is such an amazing God moment. (laughs) Well, turns out (laughs) he called them all mama. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we super duper fell in love with him when he came here, um, during the summer. Uh, and there was absolutely no doubt in our mind what, um, the next steps were. Yep. Um, we had to go through like home study stuff and the home study lady sat all of us kids down without mom and dad in the room and they were like are you sure that you're sure that you're sure that you're Mm -hmm. sure that you want to have this kid come to your house and you know it's like a lifelong thing blah 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 and me and my two brothers were just like why are we even having this conversation yeah like we already like everybody knew yeah because i i pounded it into your heads probably (laughs) <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> he's super sweet he's one of the most special people to me and mm-hmm. lord willing someday maybe i can have him talk him into being on this podcast I and bet maybe you can. sharing a little bit of his story with you guys he um, really loves you a lot i bet yeah, he will he's, he's a really special boy to us mm-hmm Um, we're going to transition into you walking Ty and I through 
miscarriage and loss. And you were with me at two of my three appointments where I learned I was having a miscarriage. Gross. Uh, you were with me during the very first one, and then you were with me with this most recent one. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of want to like hear your thoughts and hear your feelings on what that's like to be sitting in the room when somebody you love has to hear that. Because I know that there's mamas out there listening to our podcast that maybe need sure. a little help and guidance sure. too. Yeah. Um, I just remember being in the, the, with the very first one, um, we were in a, in a big room with this huge TV in front of us and the ultrasound tech, um, was doing the, doing the ultrasound or whatever. And, um, it was dead silence. It was dead silence. And of course it was all a bunch of black and white squiggly stuff on the screen that we didn't so we didn't really have any idea to begin with it was our very first one so we had no clue what we were looking at yeah yeah and and being you know pregnant myself and going through you know ultrasounds and stuff it looked it looked pretty normal to me what did we know you know um um but I remember her um I can just kind of remember having a little bit like can we have maybe just a little bit better bedside manner maybe and mm. start talking to us yeah. and because it was deafening the the silence was deafening do you not agree no yeah I mean it, it, it was, was bad yeah <laughs> yeah and none of us knew really you know what to think or whatever and um yeah it you know as a mom you you start you sit there and you start trying to process like okay what do I say what do I do how do I you know how do I even do this? Do I let just her and Ty really lean in on each other? And I do feel like um, that did play a part. Um, but yeah, I remember walking out of the, and we weren't a hundred percent sure, right? Because right. we needed to have, you needed to have some blood work done and stuff. So then we, correct me if I'm wrong here. Then we went up to the hospital and I think Ty went back to work, yeah. right? And so you and I went up to the hospital and had the blood work done or whatever. And then I remember uh, going out to the parking garage and you punched your taillight out. Yeah, they've, they've heard that story before. <laughs> yeah, Danny's actually driving that car that, you know, now now he's going to probably get pulled over and, you know, get a ticket because his sister punched her taillight out. Um, but yeah, it was it was just a... a, a I don't remember if it was a day, 24 hours or whatever, of just not knowing and hoping and praying like heck um, for the numbers to increase, for your your numbers your numbers to increase or whatever. And um, yeah, so a bunch of kind of hurry up and wait and mm-hmm. oh crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yucky. And we were already having some issues leading up to the ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think deep down we all kind of knew mm-hmm. like why the room was so silent. We knew why they were sending me over for blood work. Deep down, I think we all had that feeling of this isn't going to be good. Sure. Um, but then, yeah, after we did all the blood work and all that, then the doctor called us and right, right, let us know of this is what was news. happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I, I guess I'll just really quick just say that I really felt strongly that um, I needed to play my role as mom, but I knew also that I needed to let you and Ty really lean in to one each, to one each other, to one another, each other. <laughs> um, and that was kind of a difficult, you know, I mean, I guess kind of awkward almost place, but I knew that that's what I needed to do. And then I remember your, your brothers, um, rallying around you too. Um, we all came together and, um, we were all over here at your house. And then I remember <clears throat> the doctor giving you a call and, um, after just sitting around in dead silence all day long, it seemed like, um, then he had kind of given you the, given you the news over the phone and it was kind of a lengthy phone call. I mean, five, 10 minutes or something, you know, for a doctor. And, um, yeah, I remember Skylar and I were sitting there looking at each other. He was on the recliner and I was standing up next to you. And then you threw your phone on the ground and went to the back and yeah, fell apart. Darn it. So what I gathered from that <clears throat> is if you're going to be the mom, if, okay, of course you're going to be the mom, but if, if you're coming along with your husband or your son or your daughter mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. the ultrasounds and being a part of that, um, really let the two mm -hmm. kind of lean mm -hmm. in and embrace each other. Yep. Um, because I, I think like you will know when it's your time and your place to step up and to step in. Right. Um, yeah, we, I agree. We've talked <clears throat> about in previous episodes, like just kind of being able to read the room. And, um, so as, as mom, you know, be able to read the room, but yeah. also <clears throat> don't disappear. Right. Right. Because yeah, we need you more than, yeah. than we can explain. Yeah. Um, so I, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think just the behind the scenes stuff too, you know, the praying at home, um, the, you know, venting, um, that your dad and I, you know, would do or whatever. And just the kind of the blank stares that we would give each other and what the heck and why, and, um, you know, what do we do? And, um, and I, and you know, that's where, that's where that grace piece comes in. Um, Jesus, he, he, he walked us all through such a time, you know, stuff that like your dad and I didn't have any trouble getting pregnant, <laughs> you know, um, there was miscarriage was very far from us. Um, I mean, I, I had an aunt that, um, I've just recently found out, I guess that there was two miscarriages, but I think that was the, the closest to miscarriage that I had ever been before. So, Truthfully, there was a lot of leaning into to the Lord and and trying to find um, a place for me, a place for your dad, a, a you know, a place for you um, to help you or or to allow you to you know vent and mourn and all the things. So, yeah. And also, a lot of times when when the people, a lot of times the people going through the miscarriage 
don't always have the strength to make the phone calls. Don't always have the strength oh, sure. to right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, let S- send let yeah. the people know. Send a message or yeah, make phone calls or whatever. Yeah, and I think too a a part of me in that too um, is protecting you too because then you would have people that would say, um, well, I, I I need to come over. I need to do you know I need to bring them this. I need to, and you know it was it was probably a a, a good place of. Um, you know, protection and encouragement, um, for you and for me to extend to other people too. like, just, let's just give her a little bit of time. And, um, but, but please pray, please always Mm -hmm. be, you know, gracious and thoughtful in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This next one's probably going to make me cry. Oh, cool. Good. (laughs) Here we all go, folks. (sighs) When we lost our baby girl, Millie, we weren't really sure um, if people were going to want to come to the hospital. Right. And um, we weren't really sure if, like, I, I was thinking back today, I was thinking back, like, we didn't have any... When I went into labor, we didn't have any conversations with anybody saying like these are the rules come see us right like we didn't have any of those conversations and so Mm -hmm. and then we weren't sure we weren't sure if people would want right to come into the room yeah and be a part of that with us yeah and i remember texting you because i had the girls i had Emory and, Emmy Callie. and Callie, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember texting you and saying, "Hey, Doctor Biggs just came in the room. Um, she said we're we're ready to deliver her." Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a little bit later, um, we delivered her, mm-hmm. and Ty and I had some moments um, with Millie. And then I was sitting there thinking, like, how do I, how do I ask people to come be a part of this with us? Yeah. And I was just really questioning, like, do I even invite anybody to come up here? Mm -hmm. Do I even, or do we just do our thing and say, we'll see you at home? Mm -hmm. And during that, when I was trying to think of the best thing to do, you texted me and said, do you want me there? Yeah. And it was like the biggest relief because I needed my mom. Well, and you know, too, my job was to, um, my job was to take care of the girls because they had spent the night. Yes, they had spent the night. Yep. My job was to, you know, um, be with the girls and, and just, you know, um, life as normal, you know? And so they, uh, they were up and you know, running around or whatever. And then I remember though you texting me saying she's here, mm-hmm. but, but it was that text exchange right before that though, that, that you said that I thought, Oh my gosh, am I supposed, shouldn't I be, do I, what do I need to yeah. do? Do I need to be there? What do I need to do? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think either of us had thought about that, but yeah. Um, so grateful that I was there though. Yeah. yeah. So because COVID 
babies. Yeah. I wasn't there for the yeah. other, wasn't able to be there for the other two babies. So, yeah. So I was mm-hmm. just wondering mm-hmm. if, gosh dang, I'm, I'm going to get it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just wondering if you could walk us through having to hold and love on your grandbaby who is already yeah. passed on to heaven. Well, my very first memory after you guys had delivered Millie, after screaming at your dad because <laughs> he wasn't ready to go and we needed to get to you guys because she was here. And um, and at that point, we weren't sure how long right. we were going to get to have right. with her either. Right, right, And so it was, it was a hurry up, let's go. And he was hurrying as fast as he could and... I remember threw you know threw my hair up really quick and put a, put a hoodie on and you know off we went and I remember walking through the hospital doors and you were in the bed of course and Ty was standing next to you and he was holding her and she was so itty bitty that is my that is my first thought watching watching Ty hold her and it just hit me like a ton of bricks at that point like dang it this this is just a I, I guess I just wasn't, ex- I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting all of that. And I also was not expecting, which, duh, makes sense, but I just wasn't expecting all of the things with a, yeah. basically like a regular normal delivery. I wasn't expecting, I mean, epidural, you had to talk about epidurals, you had to talk about, you know, all of these things, the, even, even, even the postpartum stuff, you know, the, the, your milk came in. I mean, all of these things that just continue to add insult to injury too. I just never even, I never even thought of, never even mm-hmm. thought of, um, I thought, okay, we're going to go up there. We're going to have this baby. We're going to come home and we're going to get to healing. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. Cause I'm a mom. I, I can fix yeah. these things. I can, you know, so Yeah. Did I answer your question? Well, kind of, <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I know that we're not the only ones or you're not the only one that has had to hold mm. your grandbaby mm-hmm. who's past past. Yeah. Can you kind of just like explain to us, like, like, how did you do that? Because yeah. as a mom, it was easy for me. As a mom, it was like, that's my baby. I'm going to hold her. I'm going to snuggle her. I'm going to kiss her. Mm. Yeah, it was excruciating. Um, Ty was very gracious and handed her to me. Yeah, you know, we snuggled her up and we did all the things just like we, you know, were able to do with our other ones and except for just shaking our heads in disbelief and just trying to process all of the things um yeah, that you guys had to do um being up there yeah um that was hard that was hard and like i said i i'd not gotten to be up there you know mm-hmm. with, I, I hadn't even darkened the doorways up there you know and um yeah so all of that was just new and um but yeah that was that was tough. That was so tough. So I think the main point that I want um, our friends to take away from that is don't treat it any different. Sure. 
treat it yeah. just like it was yep. you were gonna <clears throat> yeah bundle that baby up and bring him home yeah smuggle our other um, ones yeah because you know it it was still our baby and and she still is yep. our baby um yep but probably the thing that made it a little more comforting more comforting and a little easier is that we treated it as if we were taking her home yeah I think that's where where you know again that grace piece that that got extended to all mm-hmm. of us um, really came in because it is kind of a blur. I can remember everything so vividly, but yet it's still kind of a yeah. blur, you know, yeah. too. So, um, when I got the news that Millie had the birth defect, yeah, um, you were watching my girls yep. and so I had to come home and tell you and dad yeah um the news that I had received at my yeah. appointment yeah um and it was in in that moment that I realized well my dad was a basket case mm-hmm. he <laughs> when was, I yeah. when mm-hmm. I I mean he was he was absolutely sobbing yeah when he took it hard yeah mm-hmm it was in that moment that I realized you guys have to grieve and heal too. Yeah. And so can, can you walk us through like your guys's grief or just your grief and your healing, like some things that you have had to do to kind of heal and grieve yourself? Because I haven't seen it. Um, I mean, I, I don't say that disrespectfully, but right. I'm just saying like, yeah. you know, we, we do our grieving and we do our healing mm-hmm. maybe on our own yeah. a little bit more. So yeah. what are some things that you've had to do or can you just kind of walk us through your grief and your healing process? I think that it um, was a lot of leaning into one, e- uh, one each another, one another um, as well um, for your you dad. You and dad. And, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. For dad and I. Um you know, what goes on behind closed doors, um, in the venting, in the grieving, in the, in the crying, you know, all of those things. Um, you know, the Bible says that, um, he counts our tears and, you know, he knows, um, I think I could, um, hold it together really good during the day when I was with you or over here or whatever. But, um, And then, of course, I was in the middle of a school year as well. So um, that that was that was um, both a blessing and a a curse a little bit because I did get to spend a a week off with you. But um, it still isn't enough when you know that your kids are going what going through what they're you know, what they're going through. Um, But, you know, again, you know, the prayer, the prayer um, becomes to, you know, just continue to, um, just link us together and and hold us tight. Um, I think that that's probably done more for us and more, more good, um, more, more healing than, you know, that in, in a healing sense than, than anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's because I'm kind of a ball bag by, by nature but yeah your dad took it really hard and I almost feel like he took it he 
he took it a little harder than I did. But I think because he has a lot of downtime, a lot of driving time and stuff, you know, at work or whatever, um, that's quiet time. That's time to be in your own head and stuff, you know, whereas I had, um, last year, 24, three-year-olds running around. So I had a lot to keep me busy, but Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, um, not that it was forgotten or whatever, but, um, at the end of the day was when, um, yeah, a lot of times I just needed to go home and just be, um, just be, just be in the quiet and still, um, pray for, uh, you know, I I found myself praying for, for strength to give you, um, the encouragement that you needed and, you know, the prayers and, you know, all of that stuff. But then I needed also that other space too, to be able to, um, mourn and vent and, um, yeah, process. And I don't know, I, I still feel like sometimes it, you know, it all, of course, you know, four weeks ago or whatever hit us again between the eyes and it, you know, it just stirs it all back up again. So I think it's all just, you know, it all kind of got lumped into one, maybe, I guess, you know, in a sense, in a sense. So, um, I really wish I could stop crying over here. (laughs) (laughs) You freaky Friday, McKenna. Get it together. <laughs> you and... I make a joke. <laughs> Wait, don't. You and dad came across and appeared so strong. Oh, well, look at us go. Um, <laughs> like, like there were times, you know, you would say like, how's it going? How, how's it going? Mm-hmm, How mm-hmm. are you? Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. Because that's my job. And <laughs> and like you said, you're a ball bag by nature. And so I'm used to seeing my mom cry. Mm-hmm. And there were times that I would start crying trying to talk to you. Yeah. And you would just sit there with like, like you wouldn't cry. But like it, like you were, you were just like you were hearing everything I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Jesus. I mean, I, I am a, I, I, I'm a sympathetic crier. That's the word. I mean, when somebody is, especially your kids, you know, that's the strength that the Lord gave me. I remember, um, during my, my first miscarriage, you, after Ty had to go back to work, you Mm -hmm. sat in the living room with me. Mm Mm-hmm. For quite a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Just kind of watched me. Do my healing. Yeah. And that that was the first time that I. I recognized. How like how strong. Mm. Like how strong a support person has to be. Yeah. To walk somebody through losing their baby um and not that it's not healthy to sit in the room and cry together Mm -hmm. and you know whatever but Mm -hmm. like can you imagine if you sat there and cried as as hard as I was crying right we wouldn't get anything Mm -hmm. accomplished we would still be there probably (laughs) um so maybe part of your healing is a little bit of alone time. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. 
Um, and yeah. probably something you would recommend, yeah. especially if your world is chaos during the yeah. day yeah. to take time and, yep. um, yep. really process yeah. the things that, yeah. And you know, if it isn't your husband, then it's a, a friend or somebody. Um, but yeah, you have to have that. You have to have that for yourself too. Um, I, I, I don't, how do I say this? Like, I don't, I don't think I knew what to expect. I knew what to expect from you, like during a miscarriage, because I've been there, you've, you've been there with me before. Mm-hmm. I expected nothing less out of you, mm-hmm. like around the Millie stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you're just, you're just a very like hands-on. Yeah. You love hard. Yeah. Um, you're willing to put yourself in in any situation if it means pushing your kids along. Yeah. So maybe that's another thing. Right. Do you remember about day three after having Millie? Day two or three or whatever of sitting in the basement. Oh, we were watching the Alec Murdoch trial. Remember? Oh, on court TV dun, or whatever dun, that was dun. called. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember? Yes. We were glued to it. And so when the girls would have to take a nap, Emmy didn't like to take a nap with her door closed anymore. Her door was open, <laughs> so we'd have to come downstairs and sit in front of the TV. And I was so sick of it. I was so sick of looking at these dark blue walls and Jay Cutler. He's behind you. He's oh. looking right at you. Yeah. Jay um, Suckler is how I liked it. Sorry, Jay, if you're ever on this podcast, we love you. <laughs> Anyways, um, I remember uh, getting dressed that morning and getting ready to come over, and, and I was like, you know what? We're getting out of the house today. We're getting out of the house. Um, and- I'm going to cut you off right there. Okay. Because that's not how that went. Oh, how'd it go? <laughs> because the night before, Ty came out. He re- we were getting ready to go to bed, and he came out, and he said, I think he basically just said, your mom's getting you out of the house tomorrow. Oh, did I text you? I told you about it, Ty? You can't remember. I, I actually, I specifically remember because he came back into the bedroom and said, your mom is wanting to get you out of the house tomorrow. And we've already kind of talked about, mm-hmm. I was a hermit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, carry and, on under- with your story. and understandably <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so you were getting ready. Yeah. So morning. I was getting ready, and you know, I, I, I was like, you know what, we're gonna go, we're gonna go to lunch to our favorite place, Las Margaritas. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna go have some lunch, and then I'm gonna see how she's doing. But I'm gonna encourage us to go do some of our favorite things that we that we like to do, and um, one of those is is going shopping in the big city of Gillette, <laughs> even though there's not a whole lot, um, to do, but then, um, we had the idea, I think you had the idea of getting a shadow box to put some of Millie's stuff in and, and, um, so we went and I think we had a coupon or something too, or whatever, yeah. but, or they were half off or whatever. And, um, I remember you threatening me with my life. If we see anybody I know, mom, I'm punching, <laughs> I'm throat punching you. And we did it. Did we see anybody we knew? No. No, we didn't. No, we we didn't. went we went and sat, walked all the way through Las Margaritas, almost sat clear at the back of the restaurant, then went across the street to Hobby Lobby and um yeah, we went and got a big shadow box to put her stuff in and didn't see anybody we knew. 
God protected you. I, I survived, but barely. <laughs> I just knew. I just knew that we needed to... I knew that I needed to get my girl out and we needed some fresh air and Alec Murdoch was going to get toasted either way. So <laughs> whether we were watching it or yep. not. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you need to know anything about that trial, we are your people. Yes. Because we watched it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For many hours. <laughs> Ty still thinks he's innocent. That's discussion for another episode. Oh. Because it, we all have our opinions on that. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, it took me a long time to realize, wow, like it's, it's a loss for you too. Yeah. And I guess I'm just going to cry this whole episode. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine. Do you remember when you, um, of course you are. I don't remember what the word is. What's the word? Um, what's the word when you're like, you can't ever um, do anything ever again? Um, when you're uh, like, oh my gosh, I'm totally drawn a blank. But anyways, they will not allow you ever oh, again yeah. to to have an ultrasound done by yourself ever again. And uh, and this is this Millie and this last miscarriage are the reasons why. Yeah. Um, but I remember when you came home, came to my house, I had the girls and I remember we were upstairs in the girls' room jumping yeah. on the bed and, um, you came and told me what you had found out and that, um, you kind of shook your head and you said she won't, um, survive outside of the womb or I don't remember. I think that was kind of what you said, but, um, um, I just, I just remember shouting. I remember mm-hmm. shouting, like, enough, yeah. enough of the hard. When does this end? When does this end? And I remember shaking my fist. Um, and just thinking, like, now what? You know, and then in retrospect, after talking, you know, after processing through this, both of us had not a good feeling about this pregnancy for some reason. Um, You know, turns out we both were not, I don't know, I don't know what the words are, but we just didn't feel good about it or something, you know, along those lines. But um, yeah. And you know, was God preparing our hearts for something like that? Maybe so. Um, But yeah. uh, Enough. Mm -hmm. Enough of the hard. Um, you know, like you said to me the other day, I'm not mad at God. I don't hate God. I'm not resentful toward God. Um, all of the things, but I hate miscarriage Mm -hmm. and, and that's valid. That's valid. And, and that's how we feel too. That's how we feel too. And, and getting to hold our babies on our laps when we do get to heaven and stuff is, is the reward, um, for that hard and man what what a what a reunion we'll have and uh our arms will be so full i always said that i wanted to have enough kids to make a baseball team yeah perhaps i should have specified enough to make a baseball team on earth (laughs) yeah not in heaven yeah when we get to heaven i do believe i will have my baseball team yes 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 um 
so yeah, kind kind of like I was saying, I, you know, if if you're somebody who is going through miscarriage or going through loss, realize and recognize that the people around you have to grief and have to heal too. Yeah, I think sometimes it's really easy for us to say like, like we're the ones going through it. We're, I'm the only one hurting. Yeah, yeah. Me and Ty are the only people yeah. who are, are still living this. with this. Yeah. But to gather your thoughts and to realize the people around you also have to grief and also have to heal. Yeah. And to allow them that space. Yeah. Because um, we talked about in um, our episode with Ty's sister, Danny, that um, when when you're walking somebody through miscarriage, sometimes they can come across kind of like like they're pushing you away kind of, and they're not always in their right mind. Yeah. And so sometimes we say things yeah. <clears throat> yeah. that that maybe come across not exactly how we meant for, for them, them to, be. to come mm-hmm. across. But to have enough grace for that person. Yeah. Yes, you have to heal. Yes, you have to grieve too, but... Like we need to have grace with you too, yeah. Because you're going through it as well, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think it's just really easy when you're on our end to to think like we're the only ones yeah. that are going through it, yeah. Um, but that's not you know unforgivable either. That's not yeah. You know that's understandable, you know. Um things that we say a lot in our families like grace upon grace yeah um god doesn't waste a hurt yeah um have you looked for the joy have you looked for the positive silver lining yeah yeah the silver lining um and all those things came from you yeah you know those are those are sayings and those are words that i use in my in my own family in my own home and it came from you Mm -hmm. um just realizing like here I go again <laughs> just how strong you and dad have been mm. I don't count myself as a I don't see myself as a strong person <laughs> but but being able to sit across from me and say have you looked for the joy yeah you know, what, what are three good things that happened in yeah. your day today? Yeah. Or just having a conversation and I say, oh, can I look, see? Yeah. That was, that was a silver lining. Yeah. That was, that was joy. That was joy right there. That, that I don't even remember what they, what they were, yeah. but, but God showed us. Um, but as, as the mom and as a support person, you, to be strong enough to say like, have you looked for, yeah the silver lining have you found any joy in your day because i think it would be really easy for Mm -hmm. us to just yeah a a little saying i've been using the last couple days is it would be really easy for us to fall into the bottom of the bottomless pit yeah um it would be really easy for us to just stay really angry and um so as a support person yeah as maybe a mom walking your daughter through miscarriage it doesn't always come, I don't always receive it like, 
oh yeah, you're right. Let me, let me find <laughs> the know. joy, mom. You're right. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I can hear your eyes again. roll. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, like I, I don't feel like there's been joy in my day. I don't feel yeah. like anything good has happened in this day. Um, but not allowing the person walking through the loss or walking through the miscarriage, not allowing their response to push you away. Yeah. But always reminding them. Yeah. Where is the silver lining? Yeah. What is a good thing that happened? Yeah. In your day today. Yeah. Um. I, I remember after my first, I I had two miscarriages, and then a couple of years down the road, my cousin um, was pregnant with twins. Yeah. And she lost both of those babies and I God rem- didn't waste that hurt. Yes. Did he? I, I remember you saying to me, <laughs> God didn't waste your hurt. Yeah. Now you're walking her through. Yeah. You're using your experience. Um, which is something that I always knew. Like yeah. I, I, I always know that God uses our experiences and the things that we've been through if we're willing to help other people. Yeah. Um, which is another reason behind this podcast. Like yeah. I, I refuse to let all of my hurt and all of my loss be for nothing. Right. right. Um, and I remember texting with you right when we were very first starting this podcast and just saying like, uh, I'm just not feeling that good about it. I just feel like it's a really dumb idea. Yeah. I don't think I want to do it. I just really feel like the devil is just really yeah. like, he's got me convinced that I can't do this, yeah. that I have no voice, that I don't know enough, yada, yada, yada. Um, but as my, one of my most solid go-to support people, um, being able to help shift my perspective. Yeah. And so I think that's another thing that you've done really well is just sometimes like, just change your perspective Mm -hmm. instead of what didn't I learn? Yeah. It's what can you teach me? Sure. Um, but just always being willing to offer those. Yeah. Isn't that where the enemy would want to keep us too? Yeah. Is in that pit in the bottomless, in the bottom of the bottomless pit, you know, yeah. absolutely. 100%. And I remember saying that to you when you said, "Ugh, I, you were, you were so joyful. You were so excited to do this podcast. And then all of a sudden it shifted, but we can't let the enemy have that victory in that because it's good. This yeah. is good. And I think that that can go right back to, you know, walking somebody through loss and walking somebody through miscarriage, like you can't let, you can't let the negative and the yeah. bad things yep, I agree. keep a hold of you. Yeah. Um, so I gave you this question beforehand and I hope you've had some time to think about it. I already forgot. Okay, good. How would you best... Are you in- surprised, Ty? how would you best encourage parents walking their kids through loss and miscarriage yeah I think um I think a lot of it is um not offering um not not thinking that you know you uh you're not that you're going to have the answers for everything you're not going to have the Um, some of the things that you've shared with me, yes, I've, yes, I've said those things and they seem to be very profound in your life. But at the time it felt like I was still wasn't doing enough. I still wasn't able to, you know, I I felt like I wasn't able to give you what I need, you know, what you needed or whatever. As your mom, I'm supposed to be able to put that bandaid on your owie. I'm supposed to be able to hug the hurt away. I'm supposed to be able to provide, 
you know, an answer, a resource or whatever. And I very much a lot of the, a lot of the time felt like I wasn't, um, I wasn't adequate, I guess. To, <laughs> uh, something to, uh, weird just happened outside and we all just <laughs> lost our train of thought for yeah, a second. So great, sorry about that. Great. Great. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah, you, and, and there again too, you feel very beat down by the, by the enemy, you know? Um, and I feel like I repeat, you know, the same things. I mean, you guys have been on this, been down this road, you know, so many times I feel like what's new, um, you know, grab and you say, well, there's nothing new under the sun, yeah. you know? And I feel like, um, I feel like that, like God, you know, what, what can I offer? But sometimes you can just offer a, you know, a seat next to your, your hurting, whoever it is, um, next to them on the couch and watch a man get sentenced to two life, life sentences. You know, I mean, sometimes, sometimes, you know, that's where the, who wouldn't, who would have known? Thank you, Alec Murdoch. Yeah. I mean, you know, who, who would have known? Who would have known? I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose that, um, for anybody. We don't get to choose that though. We don't get to choose the goods and the bads. And, you know, I've often said, if there weren't any hard, if, if everything was, you know, rainbows and unicorns, we wouldn't have a need for a savior. And, and I think through this, um, I think your family, you know, your dad and I, your brothers, I mean, I think that, um, you know, your hope is to, um, that it, that it becomes an everlasting, um, that everybody is, is, is pointed to Christ, um, you know, through the good, through the bad, through the hard, um, through the victories, the valleys. Um, but, um, I think just, just being there, I think just being there and being, um, yeah, just being, being a shoulder to cry on or whatever, and, and being able to just draw our strength from, from Jesus. Um, yeah. I think she's scrolling on um, like Facebook or something, not totally ignoring everything no. I'm saying. No, I, um, one of my other points that I have on here, um, uh, you said, oh, I have to find it. I just feel so much guilt because I don't know how to help and I don't yeah. know what to say. Yeah. Oh, that was a message Yeah, from me. Yeah. Yeah. You, you texted that to me. Yeah. Um, what the heck? Because <laughs> I'm your bob. Gosh, dang. <laughs> um, you do. You do feel very helpless. You do feel very ill-equipped as well. So maybe not always just searching for, like, those profound things to say. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, like, probably everybody who will ever listen to this episode on this podcast has heard there's the silver lining. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not sure. a new saying. Sure. That's not a, a new thing to anybody. Mm-hmm. Look for the joy. That's not a new thing to anybody. Yeah. Um, so I, I think kind of what I, I kind of heard you say during that was, you know, you don't have to search for the significant, mm-hmm. profound right. Right. things to say. Yeah. Um, and something that we've also talked about on here is like if if you're walking somebody through miscarriage and through loss like you just have 
like you just have to let them say what they need to say right um and don't don't always take them serious don't always take them at their word because you know right I I joked in our last episode, we were talking about the things that miscarriage has made us and yada, yada, yada. And I said, miscarriage has made me dumb. And I was joking, but it's actually kind of true. Like (laughs) miscarriage has kind of made me, I'm I'm a little dumb sometimes now. I I say dumb things. (laughs) I respond maybe in ways I I just think that's a trauma response though yeah I think that's that's just processing through something of such gravity you know so and I think it's God's protection too yeah you know so and it's okay I think I, I don't know I, I think like my encouragement or my like what what can i offer to a support person is you don't have to feel guilt yeah for not knowing yeah what to say or how to help us because truly like we don't even know how to help ourselves i know yeah and if you're if you're walking somebody if you're walking somebody through a miscarriage or through any kind of grief or hard, like Mm -hmm. don't feel guilty for not knowing what to do or what to say. Yeah. Chances are they just need you to be available. Yeah. Yep. Um, And so I thank you for not, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're my mom and I, I don't, I don't think you would ever push me away, but like, I just thank you for not pushing me away when, yeah. I'm I'm rolling my eyes at your <laughs> where's the joy in your day. Yeah. yeah. Um But yeah, just if if you're a mom walking your son or daughter through mm-hmm. miscarriage and through loss and grief and all that just just don't search for the profound things to yeah. say. Don't don't try to find just something earth shattering you know? to say. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, this is the hardest thing that we have ever had to go through as a family. Anything that your brothers have ever had to go through, I can walk them through it. I can, I can give them a, um, uh, you know, I can give them whatever to, to help just walk, you know, walk, give them advice, give them Bible. I don't know, you know, Bible verses, whatever. Like I can, I can provide those things, but when you can't. Yeah. That's a hard place to be. Yeah. That's a hard place to be as a mom. And and to watch something so devastating as holding this teeny, tiny, teeny, you guys, tiny baby. She was not even seven inches long. Yeah. And, and Six and three quarters to be exact. Placing her in... A teeny tiny little cooling crib and having to walk out the door that empty handed that should never ha- that should never have to be anything that a parent has to you know go through um that's like the worst of the worst that's the yeah. most excruciating thing that i can that I can think of and uh yeah, try helping your kids through something like that that's that's excruciating. Yeah. And that's a very helpless place, you know, to be. 
Um, yeah. Well, you've done a really good job. Well, thanks. <laughs> um, Ty and I are going to give me a million dollars. Yes. Do I get the yes, grand prize, Ty? Yep. Okay. Ty and I are really grateful and appreciative of just who you and dad have been yeah. to us during this. Um, you know, yep. making us dinner or watching the kids or, yeah. you know, whatever. I, I feel like we've pawned our kids off more in the last, like, <laughs> since February than yeah, we ever have. And um, we love them and we love to spend time with them and they bring such joy. So it's not hard. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of like one of my last points is how you and dad have just been so available Oh, oh um, to watch yeah. our kids <clears throat> and to yeah. bring us food or whatever. And so yeah. if you're supporting somebody who's gone through <laughs> loss and gone through miscarriage that have kids at home, yeah, maybe also yeah. just being available yeah. to, yeah. not that, not that those kids are a burden by any means, but just kind of lighten the load yeah. and yep. take some responsibility away f- from them for even if it's just a couple hours yeah um <clears throat> i know that's a place that we are very appreciative and very thankful too is that you're always willing to yeah to take them Heck and yeah have you seen them yeah we'll do a cali episode at some point and they'll they'll get a good glimpse of that little one. Oh my gosh um have you seen have you found the joy in your day yes just look at her little curls like poking yes, out from right. behind her ears you're right no yeah she does love the no <laughs> oh my gosh um, so yeah just bug. just some just some food for thought during this episode if you're a mom trying to walk yes um your kids through miscarriage or, or grief or loss is just kind of let the spouses have have a moment have some time yeah um, you know it's kind of like when you brought the babies home from the hospital too ty ty spent the first week home, then um, I spent a week with you. Dad spent, I don't know if he spent a week, but a few days mm-hmm. anyways with you or whatever. I mean, it's, you know, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. And that was my next point is <clears throat> don't treat a loss any different than you would treat your kids bringing a baby home. Right. Um, yeah. Gather around them. Yeah. Support them. Love yeah. them. Yep, check in you know, on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Mom and I do not sit in the dark ever. We must always have light. Yes. And <sighs> if your daughter who loves the light wants to sit in the dark, you just sit in the dark with her and make her husband really, really happy because he's, he's, he's a hermit guy. Yeah, he's a vampire. Vampire, yeah, that's what yep. I was looking for. And watch crime shows on TV. Yeah. Court TV. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also, don't look for <clears throat> the earth-shattering, profound things to right. say. Just right. be you and yep. just love them. Be yep. be their mom. Be their dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and if you're the person going through the loss, allow your support people to heal and grieve, too. And don't... Yeah. Don't... Um, don't push them away if they're yeah. not mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. your service right, right away because they're right. going through it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for being on yep. today. Thank yeah, you thank for you sharing. for having me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm sure it's not the last time you'll hear from my mom because she is my, she's my best pal. Mm-hmm. So she'll be on again at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, yes. 
Um, don't forget to please like and subscribe to our channel. We are now on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and I think we're still working on Google. Yeah, still Woo-hoo. still working on getting on Google, but yeah. Um, thank you for hanging out with us today. Yeah. Um, and we will catch you all next time. Okay. Thank you.